Welcome back to another episode in our mini-series for Back to School. Thanks so much for coming back and listening to the incredible stories shared on the podcast. The theme for today's episode is Pathways. Pathways can lead us in a number of directions and not short of twists and turns. Today, we're listening to Chrissy. Chrissy has always wanted to go to teaching and when a management role in Marks and Spencers came up short and couldn't provide her the deeper fulfillment she craved, she retrained as a teacher. So, get yourself a hot drink and please welcome Chrissy to the show. So, um, I started my degree in, I think, 2001 it was. I decided, um, I used to work in M&S management and um, decided to go into, I, I wanted to be a teacher, but it was kind of one of those things that I didn't need, I didn't feel like I needed to do as soon as I left uni, you know. And then I did my degree um, and got a first, loved it. And I managed to get a job starting in the June, worked in uh, there in reception, loved it. Early years leader, no, no, that there I went into year one and a uh, year group leader and stuff. I think because when you've been a bit more teaching for, uh, you've done another something else, they kind of fast forwarded you a little bit to mm. do management. Really enjoyed that and then had um, my first child a few years after being in the school, went to another school then as a Senko, part time closer to home. Loved that. It was just really exciting to do all these different things, you know. And, and when I was, I was fortunate enough as well, they, paid for me to do a master's as well where I taught so that was really good the thing is about teaching is it's so good when it fits around your children so that's the thing I found and I was still able to do something to progress my career but still have my children as a focus so I was the nursery teacher I didn't I wanted I went to Senko senior management and I was like I just want to teach I just want to teach so um, then I went back into nursery um and it worked perfectly because my son was in nursery in another school but it meant I could see him in the afternoons and then in that school then I stayed and did early years leadership and SLT all that sort of stuff it kind of kept falling into my path. Fate is a really interesting concept and many people believe in taking control of their pathway and some people believe that their path is carved out and the opportunities they find on the way help to shape their future. Now, Chrissy has had a great foundation for the educator she has become. And we've talked about it before, and it definitely won't be the last time. But why do people go into teaching, and is there ever a right time to do it? I'm a bit of a believer in fate, and I think that things open paths and you just, you know, go for it sometimes. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, this is my opportunity to get it out there. And so then I said, um, you know, I offered my services type of thing and started teaching her maths. And gosh, I loved it. I really, really loved it. And very quickly, somebody else contacted me because I'd replied to that child. And then that meant I had another child, you know. So obviously then all of a sudden, then I resigned um, with loads of time. But I decided, actually, do you know what? I need. it was too much working with three kids, um, the pressures of school and the education and then ever hurdles to jump through. And um, I just thought, this is a, I need a pause in my teaching career. And I was really enjoying this teaching maths um, to these children. So I started, I was fitting it around schooling until I finally resigned. And then um, 
um, went and started doing it. And then I think I just started picking up a couple of the odd children around just because, and I've never advertised ever, but because people have posted on Facebook and people search tutor, and then obviously now my friends know, you know, they just put my name down. And, and actually that was in, I started tutoring at the beginning of 2017. Um, so four and a bit, four and over four and a half years now, and I've been full ever since. I kind of, you know, I was juggling it and I was just trying to make sure that I blocked out two evenings and that would be when I worked. And then that was also consistent for the children, my children, because also the fact with the tutoring is it's after school. So you're compromising your time with your child. But I kind of thought, well, if I work three days, I'd be out three evenings. So this way I'm only out two evenings. And so um, I just absolutely loved how it took me down a path that maybe I would never have gone. I wouldn't have felt comfortable teaching key stage. I'd hate to be a year six teacher, but if you put me in there now, I've been doing supply research and I love like year six maths is just like, wow. And, and, and so it's just that it really takes you out of your comfort zone. And it's a really good um, opportunity for you to try something that you might not feel comfortable with as well. What I've been able to do is make the choices about what I teach because some people are, Oh, and how do I learn 11 plus and how do I do this? Actually, I made the decision because I'm in an area where we're just near the border for bucks, which is 11, you can go into 11 plus. Um, we also have a few schools that take academic places on what they call the consortiums. There's two different tests going around. I just made the decision I'm not teaching for a test. You need to find somebody that's good enough, you know, and really knows the, the areas because they're quite changeable in year seven. It is quite deep, the maths, and then it gets on. So, yeah, I just think you should be able to be able to focus and, and be able to choose what you specialise in as well because, you know, we can't be a master of everything. <laughs> many educators have found that throughout their development their work-life balance has shifted dramatically. Our priorities change and it's never something to feel guilty about. After all, as Chrissy said, we can't be masters of everything. I think it's one of those things with teaching I kind of always felt that I'd do it but I'd like to be a teacher but it was never like Oh, I must do that straight when I left school. As I said, I'm a believer of taking fate and seeing what I pass open to you. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's just something I've always wanted to do. We've got quite a few on one side of my family, I've got a lot of teachers, and I've married into my husband isn't a teacher, but his dad was, his brother's a head teacher, her wife, you know, there's lots of teachers on that side of the family as well. We seem to have all gravitated together. So who are our makers? And by that I mean who are our greatest influencers when it comes to making the choice to become an educator? For many, it's the Miss Honey-like teacher we meet, or that teacher who just refused to give up on us. Actually, at secondary school, you know, you know, I wasn't um, the best at secondary school, but I remember having such lovely support, and I did a lot of things, you know, like pupil council and had, you know, look used to do. Um, stuff where you could be part work with the teachers to change things and stuff so I all I had a great you know secondary school that I attended um I really you know enjoyed it and I really looked up to a lot of those teachers and I think actually like a couple of them would have thought 
for me to then become a teacher would have probably been like what you know because I was a bit uh, I wasn't naughty ever because I you know I was always in the top sets and everything but it was one of them I think you think that you know sometimes you can be you, you don't work to your full potential and I think that, that's what I can probably say but you know I think that's the thing is, is teaching is actually a career that can be open to anybody and um, but you've just got to be passionate and I've always always enjoyed working with them um, and having that relationship with the younger ones I used to when I, I used to play basketball and I used to coach the younger ones at the school and everything else like that so it's kind of always been in me but um and so I felt that by going into teaching I would fulfill that need to want to develop because I was more interested in the people I think in m than the money through the t- I mean I'm a numbers person so it kind of worked well but you know and it was always I just I'm not really making much of an impact here on things and I felt that was the right time at that point in my career and I just felt like oh gosh I've got this far now you're just left to it it's actually not that exciting um so that's why obviously I made the change and, and did that and I just I just found it and I've always found teaching so I actually love that I can make a difference to the children that I'm teaching now tutoring it just gives you that without all the pressure of the school environment it just gives you that release of just to be able to enjoy doing what you're trying to do and I think actually it's not that you don't feel necessarily valued as you go through teaching it's just so much over the years and um, I've been teaching it just feels that it can become it can become quite overwhelming there's a lot especially if you're trying to balance a, balance a family and this just brings the love of teaching back I mean I always loved teaching the easiest thing was closing the door and getting on with your class there was it was never hard to teach it was everything else it was the paperwork it was the data it was analysis that the subject leadership it was the other stuff that you don't you know it's all the stuff that you know pay parents don't necessarily see but to have all of that lifted you're just focusing on the tutoring it's just so so rewarding um but yeah but I'm kind of like as I said I'm on a pause you know I'm a bit of supply love the tutoring and then I just see where I go really and see what happens over the next few years Chrissy then went on to explain what the best thing about teaching was. And there's definitely a magic to it. When you start to see a child developing and growing in front of you, you start to understand the actual influence that you have as an educator. You know, there's there was always lots of wow moments, especially when you're teaching in early years. I think you get a lot more... I feel than having with the older ones you know when the child when a child first writes their name or they first read a sentence it's quite a powerful thing in early years um although people often think you play all day you know actually it's so amazing when they actually can do that and they grasp that not quite as exciting as when they can you know convert a fraction <laughs> but you know like it's kind of you know it, it, it to be able to do those life skills is really amazing Many educators have found that throughout their development, their work-life balance has shifted dramatically. Our priorities change and it's never something to feel guilty about. After all, as Chrissy said, we can't be masters of everything. When I was working, when I went back to work, I went back to work with my youngest, so I had three children. I had, at the time, um, he was, I had my eldest was seven. I had a seven-year-old, a five-year-old. Um, and um, he was eight, eight, nine months when I went back to work. So to go back to work, 
you've gone back to a class of reception, leadership posts, everything else like that. It's quite a lot. And you just feel as though you can't do both as well as you'd like to. And something's got to give. And it was always, you know, like the days that I worked, I was out of the house really early. I was home really late to 100% focus on getting everything done. And that's when you look at the well-being and you kind of think, is this right? You know, is this right? Do I need to do this? And then, you know, it's unfortunately my husband was, you know, I've always said to you, you don't have to go back to work, but you have to do something. It was kind of that kind of thing to keep your, your brain going. And whilst I love being at school in the environment and with all the children and the families and the colleagues and everything, that was definitely the right time to do it. Um, and more so realising now, my eldest started secondary school and obviously with the pandemic and everything, actually you feel, gosh, my children need me when they're young. Gosh, they don't. They more need you far more when they're older. And that's the thing I've been really surprised about. It was it was definitely the well-being and the juggling, juggling being a mum and um, a teacher. You know, when I didn't have children, I was in school before 7.30 every day and I'd be out at six and I'd still come home and do bits and pieces. My job was my life. I loved it, you know, and I was happy to give all that time up. And then as you become a parent, as I become a parent, I think I first started feeling a bit resentful of that, the fact that there's not an, there is almost an underlying expectation of stuff because you've got to be able to do this. But if you manage to achieve X, Y and Z, because you've done all these extra hours you just get more work to do and it's that balance of being able to realize that this is too much and I had and something had to give it it, again I never had any like awful experiences the schools I've worked in have always been amazing and very supportive and I've always it, it just was more feeling that um you're not doing anything as well as you could that was the, the moment where I found it was a bit difficult. And, you know, the kids, as, as, as they started getting older, you know, you know, you know, I wanted to come home and read with them and stuff, but then I'm not getting home till six-ish and they're tired and everything. And it was just that, having that little balance. And I think it just tipped me over a bit when I had the third child, <laughs> just a lot to deal with. And also clubs and everything, you know, well, they couldn't do this because mummy worked on these days and obviously dad was working. And so we couldn't, and my parent, my mum doesn't drive if she was my childcare. So it's just given that experience to them. It was just the work, the, 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 the yeah, basically not being able to do everything you want to do for both roles was the hardest thing, I think. And, you know. So Chrissy, any great advice? I think it's, you need to allow that time to get to know them as well as pre, you need to appreciate that they need to get to know you because I've worked with some teachers who are so regimented and this is what you do in my class and this is how you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this. But actually, you know, maybe that won't work with that class. You just have to be adaptable. I mean, I remember I've never had certain rewards in some classes. And, oh, my goodness, I had to introduce things. You have to be adaptable for the class and teach what the class needs. But it is about being, what am I not doing to meet their needs? Rather than, gosh, they're just not conforming. I think you have to be a reflective and adaptable, really, I believe, Um not all teachers necessarily do you know they want them to conform in that way but I think you have to try and tune in on them their needs and adapt it from there really I'd like to thank Chrissy for coming on the show and sharing her really great journey from M&S manager to teacher to tutor and everything in between 
don't forget, you can share your story with us. We always love hearing from our educators. In the meantime, take care.